0: No, absolutely. Very, uh, very uh, crucial part of my journey was like, I think I mentioned that earlier was that um, I was the dummy. I, I was really the, you know, the, uh, the sample mother that we had to test all our clothes on. So I started this in my eighth month, yes. And I, and I say this, I, you see my interviews online everywhere that I say this, that I it was like having twins. So, you, you know, I, I, I wasn't prepared for either really, but I actually had twins and uh, they, uh, my, my daughter was born, born uh, end of February uh, and uh, we actually went live in August uh, of the same year. So, um, yeah, just six months apart and that's what we did and we launched our company in June. So
1: Episode 43, Entrepreneur Parents, Shraddha Sood.
2: Hi, this is Nadir pop
1: and Peter pop.
2: Thank you so much for tuning into a new episode of pops in a pod.
1: If you're listening to us for the first time, hit subscribe on the podcast player that you're using right now to listen to us so that you get notified when our next episode is out.
2: Also, leave us a review if you like what you hear. Well, now that out of the way, let's get straight into our episode.
1: Hey, Nadir, how's it going, man?
2: Another episode of Entrepreneur Parents.
1: Yeah, you know, she has quite a different background to most of our guests that we've had so far.
2: That's true. Uh, She's, well, why don't you tell us a little about her, Peter?
1: Yeah, so, you know, uh, Shraddha Sood, uh, I spent most of her career as a corporate lawyer. And she talks about it uh, in our chat also. So once she became a mom, the entrepreneur bug hit her. And that's where she started uh, Mama Couture. Uh, a brand which is fashion maternity wear for women. So I think we should keep it at that because we've had quite a long chat with Shada. So let's dive straight into it.
2: Hi, Shada, Thank you so much for coming on Pops in a Pod. We really appreciate this.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm really excited today to be here.
2: Great. So are we. I mean, uh, you know, we were we were reading uh, about you and I, I have this habit of now going through LinkedIn as opposed to Instagram and Facebook and you know that, that I came across your post and your story and I was like wow this is you know you've had such an incredible journey and oh. uh, we like I spoke to Peter and I was like Peter you know you you know you must um, you must look up Shadda so, like it, it's it's very fascinating what, what she's done and then oh. we just quickly decided that okay let's let's just get in touch and see you know if you respond and you were so quick to respond Shadda thank you so much <laughs> for that
0: you know we, we appreciate that. So yeah. no uh, no thank you I think such a unique concept yeah when I saw when I saw your uh, sign in, which was a uh, pops a Pod," I think that was more exciting to me than um, I think my profile. Yeah, so that that's why I a quick response. Thank you so yeah. much.
2: Awesome. Um, so we you know, we were just reading about you. And um, yeah. I, I think the first most striking thing that both of us noticed was that you spent 13 years as a corporate lawyer, right? And you left all of that to get into fashion, Right. I mean, th- there has to be a story here.
0: Yes, I think it's. A, and I, you know, over the years, I've realized it's a very fascinating. Uh, this, the, yes, I studied law. Uh, you know, I loved it. Um, then I got into practice. I did corporate law with, uh, you know, in India and abroad. And I loved it. I was loving it, everything. And obviously, I, you know, um, I was actually now specializing in banking and finance and stuff like that. And then I got pregnant in 2015-16. I still had no hopes or any plans to come out of law. But uh, there was, I think entrepreneurship came calling in many ways, you know, some ideas. And it was that time in India, I guess, also people were everywhere you look, somebody was trying to do something, you know. And uh, there was this whole, um, I think it was just the energy around it. There was such an entrepreneurial bug in everybody to do something. And I don't know how, when I got pregnant, I think... um, My story is a little more uh, social cause related as well. It's it's all about the women, the love for women, respect for women, really. So when I got pregnant, really, um, I was looking for just simple, smart clothes to wear to office. And uh, one day I just couldn't find anything to wear the next morning. And I had important meetings, a full long day. And I didn't realize the impact of how. Um, discomfort in clothes or sitting in, you know, six hour long meetings can cause, um, you know, your pregnancy situation really gets um, uh, accentuated when you're not comfortable, very simply put. you know.
1: So, you know, while I was uh, t- sharing the story with Nadir also earlier about uh, my wife, Karen, so while she was shopping for Uh, maternity wear right? while she was pregnant Mm. one of the things she you know remarked to me was that there wasn't much variety available and this was not just in India right when we traveled Mm. abroad also we noticed the same thing Uh, and you know clearly your uh, uh, brand mama couture is described as you know fashion maternity wear did you have a similar experience also during your pregnancy
0: Yes, exactly. So, uh, so that's why when I started, uh, you know, when I started asking my friends around that you need to tell me where you guys did your shopping from, uh, is when I realized that all of them actually had bags full of clothes, but they were just not from India. And uh, which is when the entire um, discussion and the, you know, market research, you know, if we may say so, started to understand that why is fashion completely missing from India? Why is comfort just not a point of context of reference of fashionable, comfortable clothing for pregnant women in India? So definitely my experience as well, which I think is is the seed for uh, getting me started really for all of this and which is when I was pregnant and I went and I got all the clothes tried on myself and I started when I was pregnant actually. And I unfortunately never got to wear much of my stuff because we launched only much later, but, uh, but you know, all of that, but that's when that's how, you know, Mama Couture started. So I, then I quit my job and I um, set up the company and that's, that's, um, that's been amazing uh, since then. Yeah.
2: You spoke about the fact that uh, you were so conscious of um, the kind of clothes that you had to pick up, uh, especially, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in, in the state of pregnancy, because something very similar happened uh, to us when my wife mm-hmm. was pregnant about five months pregnant. And I think that was uh, the time where, you know, we went to the doctor's like, listen, we want to travel. Uh, mm-hmm. Would it be okay? And I, I remember the, the guy NAC said that, you know, between five to seven months is the best time to do whatever you want. You can go on mm-hmm. a trampoline and jump. It's like, that's not what we want to do. But <laughs> I, I guess I'm, I'm assuming taking a flight would be yeah. safe. And it's like, yeah, yeah go ahead, take mm-hmm. flight, no problem. So we, yeah. we had traveled to Japan. And yeah. um, my wife just couldn't really do much apart from the fact that she was very healthy and we walked a lot Mm. but she couldn't eat much because you know it's it's Japanese um, cuisine is sushi and you know raw stuff here and there and she's just like I can't I just can't eat anything but I think the Mm. worst thing that hit us was that I shopped more than my wife did which is very (laughs) rare (laughs) right so I'm picking up clothes left right and center I'm picking up shoes and I'm picking up everything that I could find right and my wife's like Okay, that's nice, but you know I really yeah. can't pick up anything. And I was like, why? Just yeah. you know, um, think of the fact that six months later everything will be fine, and you'll be back to your your normal body type. And she's mm-hmm. like, I am not too sure about that. I'm not and, too sure. <laughs> and, yeah, Nick, I don't want to. I don't want to assume. Uh, you know, certain things. So yeah. I remember she just picked up yeah. two night t-shirts, like these really long Aww. t-shirts where she's extremely comfortable yeah. that she can move her arms yeah. around and everything. And yeah. it was, uh, yeah, not exactly flattering, but she went for comfort, right? I mean, at that yeah. point, you're not really thinking, oh, I'm going to go yeah. to office wearing this and this is what I'll, mm. I'll you know, mm. present myself mm. as. So I completely yeah. get it. So when, yeah. when you were pregnant and when you came up with this um, thought, this idea, um, what was that journey like that? Okay, I get it. Yes, you know, there's a there's a gap over here. And there's not much that, that we can do. But um, you had that idea. Now, how did you take it off? How did you then finalize that? Okay, this is what I want to start the brand with. And this is how I'm going to go about doing it.
0: So, you know, I think everybody uh, as an entrepreneur, I think you start with your personal journey, right? So my personal experience has brought my personal journey out, which is now culminated into a brand mama couture, right? So my journey was I was a hardcore working girl and I had very, very late, long long hours. I was practically traveling, running deals, uh, you know, up until my ninth month. And I only quit when I had to go for my uh, you know, delivery. And that's about it. So for me, it started simply with office wear. But that's the realization that one has, right? that, that, that's the Eureka moment, right? When you say that, um, uh, I can't believe I can't find simple black pants to wear to office the next day, right? And that is when you have to basically say that why is India devoid of a brand, which actually should be available every nook and corner, because look at the pregnancies, the number of pregnancies we have in our country, right? Uh, for me, it was very alarming, you know, another that, uh, that we didn't have a brand in India, that was made in india for the women of india and at the state in 2015-16 you can imagine any way how enterprising the women are today and in 15-16 also they were uh, and they were you know we were coming up the curve in terms of getting leaving your cities leaving your homes and you know making something for yourself um when you get pregnant why all of this sudden um dismissiveness from the society uh, of that you're just not going to want to wear sexy, smart, comfortable clothes. Why is this the requirement? Why is this the understanding? What has a woman done to bring this understanding about in the society? We've done nothing, right? The expectation and the behavior, this was a very big mindset challenge that I had, that I said that there is just nothing else, but the woman just wants to actually flaunt her pregnancy and have fun during her pregnancy, right? Right. And that is, I guess, again, like I come back to the point, I can't live in anybody else's shoes. I can't have anybody else's experiences, right? My experiences are by my own. So in my maybe circle, this is what I felt and which is, which is what I felt that if my friends could have bags full of clothes, there is a huge market there, right? India is just not serving up that market. And that's the only thing. So that is when the brand got created. And that is when the journey kind of met certain, you know, uh, um, the, 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 Stepping stones, I would say, got put in place that time.
1: I mean, I'm glad you said that because you kind of come into the next point, really, I wanted to touch upon is that, you know, Mm -hmm. fashion is, of course, one uh, main factor that you had in mind, right, Uh, for Mm -hmm. the brand. But were there uh, any other USPs? I mean, you talked about, you know, being an Indian brand, right, Uh, for Indian Mm -hmm. women. Were there any other USPs that you had in mind when you wanted to launch uh, Mama Couture?
0: I think the USP for me would be that I was able to launch a brand that was fashion and comfort. I don't want to even pretend to say that, listen, you know, women, yeah, yeah, let me just give you comfortable clothing and I'll just not make them look good. But my whole idea of creating the brand was a mama couture. It was a couture collection for moms. Right. That doesn't mean you've got to look like a, you know, a model walking down the ramp, but you just got to look look normal. Right. And the kind of offerings that were available in the market were terrible. Were just completely to tell a woman that, you know, OK, now you're pregnant and we don't expect to see you around much. You'll probably be busy with the baby, feeding, nursing, you know, cleaning poop all day. So let's just why bother dressing you up, you know. So I think that was the mindset. The big challenge for me was that I wanted to challenge the mindset, the societal um, mindset as well. And that's my USP that I think in a very small way, but we've managed to do that. Anyone who's looking for anything uh, different, uh, but related to smart, comfy clothes during pregnancy and post today, that's our range. uh, They come to Mama Couture without a doubt. Uh, So that's exactly what our USP is today. And to be associated with a brand like ours, I think that's what we wanted to achieve.
2: Shraddha, you know, the, the way you've you've put together, you know, your ideas, I think you had a very, you know, just the way you've taken us through your journey, you clearly had a very strong understanding of what you wanted to provide, um, you know, mm-hmm. to to your target set, to your um, audience. Mm-hmm. But then, um, so from a business standpoint, you knew that, okay, this is what I, I've got to do. But when it comes yeah. to the, the, the creative side of things, right? Um, did you set out and say, Okay, I'm going to do this myself? Or did you go out and then say that, Okay, you know what, I'm going to go and get a professional fashion designer or a stylist who can come together and help me create this? What, what was what were your thoughts over then? Did you face any kind of hurdles when you were setting up that business from, um, you know, that lens?
0: Yes, absolutely. So I think, you know, so so far, what I've explained to you is basically the journey, the ethos of why we came around of this brand and etc. But I think, uh, when it comes to the business part of it, setting up the company and actually getting on board the first collection, I mean, getting the first, uh, sorry, designer, and then getting the first collection out that was a real business, you're absolutely right. So coming to that, I think, uh, definitely, like I said, I'm a lawyer, uh, and I have no fashion or tech uh, background. Um, what the first thing I did was I got a merchandiser on board and trust me, I think I just deep dived. I don't, I didn't even know whether I should be getting a merchandiser on board or whether I should get a, a tech person on board, or whether I should first get a CA. I mean, I don't know, or a manufacturer, I don't know what to do, but um, we just tried to make it work in a, you know, some sort of method to madness, and we got a merchandiser on board, and that was really very lucky. Um, that person really organized all our samples, got everything going. Uh, we got our first collection out, but I must tell you that uh, there was only when you start, only when you really get into the, the, into the business is when you realize what you need, right? So if you talk to a merchandise, they'll say, okay, what about this? Then you say, okay, let me go and get that. Then you talk to the next person, they say, okay, what about this? Then you go and get that. So it's not like you can really start with all your units and functions operating on day one. So what we did is we got the merchandiser, and I'm a single founder, so when I say we as in, um, you know, I did that, but it was on a team effectively. And uh, so we got uh, we got a merchandiser, we got a third-party manufacturer, we got the warehouse in place and logistics, the last miles, the website, uh, we got uh, all the apps integrated, We and we were fully functional in six months, actually, very, very, very quick. And then we immediately thought of distribution, which was the biggest business concern at that time even. And we were very, but I was very, very clear that we would look at digital first only. We were not looking to go to any malls or any um, real estate setup. We were looking at only online. So we immediately listed with Mintras and Amazons and Flipkart and First Cry and everybody along with their own website as well. So that's what we did. And I think the biggest hurdles at that time was really about the distribution, which I think in a large way, we did manage to overcome with uh, listing with, I think, the fashion uh, portals at that time.
1: All right. Wow. That sounds like quite a journey, which kind of brings me to my next question really for you is, you know, I've read that, you know, you started or had the idea for Mama Couture while you were eight months pregnant, right? How did you kind of manage both babies really, right? The baby and the child simultaneously?
0: No, absolutely. Very, uh, very uh, crucial part of my journey was like, I think I mentioned that earlier was that um, I was the dummy, I, I was really the, you know, the, uh, the sample mother that we had to test all our clothes on. So I started this in my eighth month, yes. And I, and I say this, I, you see my interviews online everywhere that I say this, that I it was like having twins. So, you, you know, I, I, I wasn't prepared for either, really. But I actually had twins and uh, they, uh, my, my daughter was born, born uh, end of February. Uh, and uh, we actually went live in August uh, of the same year so um yeah just six months apart and that's what we did and we launched our company in june so um it was crazy it was um it was something i had never imagined or planned but you know i have a lot of i would say um and i've said this again in many interviews in the past as well that i i give a lot of advice to women who want to be entrepreneurs and who are let's say in that typically in that stage um of uh, trying to start something uh, during of uh, their uh, maternity leave and stuff like that. And actually, I do advise the opposite of what I did. It's very interesting because um, I think it was just too much to do. You know, honestly, being a new mom and everything new is not advisable. And I honestly um, definitely had to put my baby, uh, you know, secondary. And I paid so much attention to my venture that I do remember that uh, there were days I was not home for uh, the whole day. And she was like days old. So, uh, and it's not really worth it, I would say, in a lot, in, a, in many ways. Now, coming five years hence, I would really say that, um, you know, everything has a time and you can take your time, you know, and um, enjoy the baby in the first few months and then come back to things or run them on the side or uh, plan something better. So, and uh, and I had a lot of help. Uh, so, definitely, and I again tell people that obviously take a lot of help, you know, you it, it, need a village to raise babies today, so...
2: Yeah, it's so cool that uh, when when people start off new ventures, there's, there's this um, this this amazing excitement uh, to that, and I think that that excitement, that that flame of excitement, kind of keeps burning when you know that you've got support from all all sectors, right? So uh, your family, your friends, your all kind of coming, like you just said, and it takes a village to kind of raise uh, a, a child. Uh, and and in your case, clearly, um, you, you single-handedly sort of uh, brought brought this up. But um, if if you had to kind of go back and you know sort of just be a, get a little nostalgic uh, about the support that you you got either from friends or family, what is that one thing that you're extremely happy about that oh my god, without this, uh, I would have been in a very difficult position.
0: I think um, definitely my family support. So like I left my baby when I would go for meetings, I would leave my baby with either my mom-in-law, Sanjay, my husband obviously had to go to work as well. So, um, you know, it was definitely the whole um, family that came uh, came forward and without even a question, I mean, they were rooting for us from day one, right? So completely uh, they're the team that I could not have worked without for sure. Uh, So my mom, mom mom-in-law majorly, my dad, uh, extremely extremely grateful to them and even today um, they're, they're always there rooting for us so uh, just uh, just a phone call away to call them and uh, um, get their support and that's what I tell people today and I would love to reiterate this whenever I have a, have a chance is that don't be afraid to ask for help or rather even if you it's not about being afraid it's just that don't hesitate to ask for help because a you need it There's just no problem in just telling yourself that, listen, I need help and then figure out who can best help you in the situation. So that is something I think I always want to tell women that let's not try and be superheroes. There's no, there's no crown waiting at the end of the road for that. Um, There are much, uh, you know, important things to be done. Uh, So, yeah.
2: It's crazy that I was having this conversation just today uh, in in, in the morning Mm. with my wife where we, we got into a conversation about, uh, we are just generally talking about equal parenting and, you know, I was just mm. so, sort of telling her that, yes, you know, it's, it's so good that in today's day and age, uh, both the, the mother and the father kind of coming together, equally dividing yeah. responsibilities and sort of, you know, taking um, the, the family forward. And she brought up this point where she's like, it, it's, uh, you know, people might not agree with what I'm going to tell you right now, but women need to ask for help. Um, it, it's perfectly okay to ask uh, ask for help. And, you know, your own husband, like, yeah, please help yeah. me do this. You know, I'm not going to do this yeah. alone. So I'm, I'm really, I'm very glad that you kind of brought it up. Do you see like a shift um, being in, in, in the business of, uh, uh, you know, um, sort of parenting in a way? Do you see mm. a shift that, that um, an evolution almost in parenting today to what probably it was a couple of
0: decades ago. Oh, definitely. See, so we're very close, to our, very close to our consumers, right? So we interact a lot with them. We need to understand how their journey is going, what they need. So we do talk to a lot of moms on a daily basis. The team reaches out to them. And we do, in those interactions, do figure out that what is the lifestyle, what is the life stage of the consumer and what is it that they're struggling with and even something as personal as husband is helping in or not or do they have family support so we kind of figure all that out in our chats and um, I feel that yes there is a lot of improvement but there's a long way to go across the world I would say it's not just in India but I would say a long way to go but it's a beautiful and a very pleasant um, situation now uh, that yes many fathers many fathers love being a parent and they've come forward and have taken the responsibility in the most beautiful way, just like you both, right, Peter and Adil. So I, I don't, I, I feel it's a great, it's a great shift. It's not all the way. We haven't achieved much. I mean, we haven't come all the way, but yeah, definitely, we uh, been in the right direction.
1: <laughs> just to go back to what we were talking earlier, right, where you, you know, ran us through that entire journey you had of putting together Mm. the various units or the elements of the company. But, you know, as a founder, as an entrepreneur, there's a separate uh, journey that you go through, putting together everything through. And then when you know, your actual customer has the product in their hand. So, you know, if you can just take us back to that moment where, you know, your initial customers, of course, because, you know, you have a target audience in mind and once you kind of share it with them, what was that, you know, initial response that you
0: received? What was that like? Two things I'll tell you. One is that I was not one of those founders who started a business when I was like 19, 20 or something. I was 35, maybe. Yeah, I was 35. So I was already, um, like I was, I was, uh, I, I knew a little bit about business. So the very first thing we did when we launched the business was we went looking for consumer feedback. And what we realized is that um, we actually launched uh, with Mintras and Amazon and all of that. So we never got in touch with the consumers. So what happened very initially in the, in the, in the journey was that we quickly had to uh, um, shift our money spend was uh, to start spending on ads, etc. to bring the traction back to our website. And that was one big learning for us that we had to, you know, directly communicate with customers. Now, why I say that I wasn't a very young entrepreneur is because I knew that I knew that being a lawyer that you can't do a business without talking to a consumer, right? I could have done. I did consumers' surveys and research, but they were they were done and done with their pregnancy by the time I launched. They were not really somebody I could go back to. That's different. And there was obviously friends and all, but. That was different. So that is what my, my first big learning was. But finally coming to the point that where we did finally uh, obviously talk to consumers in the first very, very uh, end of around first month. Um, the feedback was that they, it, it was, uh, it was actually unbelievable. The very first set of feedback we got was that we want only these black pants, And that's what I was, I don't know if I'm sorry, if I mentioned that I, I launch with black pants. And so the we, you know, we designed very technical NIF designer on board, an extremely 15-year experiment, very experienced uh, uh, garment manufacturer on board. All of that put together, we launched with Black Pants and of course some other SKUs, which are styles. But that was a hit product for over two years. And then we improvised that. So the very first month when we sold over 100, 200, 300 pieces, we realized that uh, there was a complete... Um, uh, a lacuna there for simple black pants and that's what we got it was it was, it was a very good product what we real what we also got feedback was so we got very genuine feedback right we got feedback on fitting on size and um what as expected uh, pregnancy is um, it, it's 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 unique to everybody right what kind of body growth you go through you don't know yourself uh, weight gain weight loss um, uh, you know, whether it's the hips or the breasts, or it's the body or the thighs, we have no idea what a woman is going to encounter. So, uh, we, another learning was this that each, body, uh, each person's uh, pregnancy was unique. Um, and uh, so, the government, we worked a lot on sizing. Uh, and I now can really say that we're experts on sizing as well because we've realized we've learned a lot over the years. So, that's the kind of feedback that we got that one, one size cannot fit all. Uh, for pregnancy, um, yeah. So that was the kind of things that we learned very early
2: on. That's pretty cool, Shatha, because I think there's a there, there will be a lot of moms out there who will be extremely thankful to Mama Kutio <laughs> because I think somebody <laughs> finally came out and said, "Hey, there is a gap." I'm here to fill in that gap, so don't worry, girls. You know you need to. You not only do you need to look like a a, a complete mess that, that the society is out to kind of you know put on mm-hmm. on you, but I'm going to make sure that you look great as as well. So, I mean, I, I we, we clearly see that direction. But on 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 that note, if if I could ask you one final question. Um, where do you see Mama Kutio going in the next, you know, five to six years? Sorry to make it sound like a very <laughs> HR related question. But, you know, we really would love to know what is the future <laughs> of Mama Kutio.
0: And I wish I knew the future. <laughs> you know, um, but, uh, but, but, yeah, I think to answer your question, uh, we are very focused um, on the mom. We are highly, I would say, we are obsessed with the mom. We are just here for the moms. And we want to partner and in in some way, we've been very good partners with a lot of mothers, motherhood journeys along the years. And that's what we want to continue doing is being their primary partner during their motherhood journey. And in this, you know, one thing I again, one of my learnings was very early on that if I need to be partner to them, Clothing, I thought one, and there's so much more to add in a journey of a mother. Uh, But again, from the lens of only this, you know, supporting the mother's journey. I'm not talking about the swaddles and the baby wipes and stuff like that, that we will get to probably eventually. But right now we haven't even scratched the surface of apparel clothing. The reason I started with clothing, one, of course, was it was the immediate need that I felt and I personally had to solve for it. Um, what I what I really realize is that uh, the future for Mama Couture is about being a much long term partner uh, with uh, with the mothers that we um, uh, that we encounter along along the way. And um, clothing was one of the most exciting uh, connections to make with women. I mean, what better conversations to have than on fashion, right? Um, and then uh, you can't believe the kind of conversations we get deep dive into um, and that's what, where I figured that uh, clothing is very exciting I could have gone with foods shoes uh, prams I could have gone, gone with so much but I think fashion is very exciting uh, and of course it was a personal um, a, a problem for me to solve as well uh, so that is something I think is where Mama Couture is headed we want to deep dive into retaining and building closer partnerships with moms um, just focusing on moms for their motherhood journey to make it easier and more comfortable for moms as of now.
1: All right. So here, here's a suggestion from a dad. And I, I think uh, Nadir and I have uh, <laughs> not spoken it about, spoken much about it on the podcast, but at least we've exchanged notes on this, right? So one of the things I noticed while my wife was pregnant, right, is that uh, along with her You know, she's eating, you're also eating along with her, right? And then at at some point, my family very like (laughs) not so politely put it's like, who's really pregnant here, right? Who uh, compared to (laughs) the things you eat? And that's (laughs) where like I noticed my pant size uh, increasing. But hey, uh, if if, if you ever are looking into expanding your, Range of clothing. I think you know those stretchy pants for dads also would be quite handy. What's in others?
2: No, absolutely. I, I think I have been. I have got this very uh, uh, you know directly from from uh, my friends and family as well, saying that hey, you put on some weight, huh? and then they point at my belly. I was like, hey, come on, man. I mean. You know, it happens. Yeah. Like, I guess everyone's stress eating at this point, you know. We're just happy that the kid's out and she's beautiful and healthy and whatnot. But yeah, great suggestion, Peter. Let's 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 hope that, you know, Shraddha kind of puts that into a merchandising team and we see some cool stuff for the dads <laughs> as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's a great suggestion. Seriously, I'm going to honestly work on it. We're working on twinning with the kids and we're working on um, a lot of other concepts and definitely I'm going to take this up very seriously, okay. Honestly, awesome. and, I'll, and I'll make you my, <laughs> and I'm going to make you both my models.
2: I'd <laughs> be yeah. more than happy so to come and join you. <laughs> and I mean, you my, know, my Nadir,
0: protagonist. That's a tall be a male.
1: <laughs> no, but Nader and I keep joking. But uh, yeah, like that, you'll have to put like before and after pictures of us, <laughs> like yeah. in there. Like how yeah, that's okay. Up. That's okay.
0: Yeah, I I can. I can do that with you guys. I think with women, <laughs> we'll avoid that. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, we'll keep it to you but, both. <laughs>
2: thanks. Thanks, Shata. Yeah. Thank you so much. I think it was such a lovely chat. We got to know more about Mama Kutir. We, 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 you know, we learned so much about you personally and your, your journey as a uh, uh, you know as a late entrepreneur as you said but hey there's just no age when it comes to new ventures so we really appreciate mm-hmm. that you've removed the time and you know talking to us and um, we wish you all the best and for Mama Couture, um, you know from, from Pops in a Pot and hope you have a very very successful journey
0: thank you very much thank you and wish you both the same and I've had a wonderful chat with you guys as well and I hope to design some men pants and come back to you someday so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for that. thanks Thanks. thanks
0: for yeah that. All right, thank you, Peter.
1: Nadir, thank you. Take care. Nadir, I think you should get your headshots ready. We're gonna be transitioning into a modeling career soon, huh? <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, great idea for you to uh, actually pitch it to Shraddha. She seemed quite excited about the proposition of, you know, getting uh, even dads involved in this. Uh, the, the maternity fashion and why not you know I mean we are, we're sitting at home we're working from home now I think this is very much the new normal uh, and I see this uh, happening uh, in, in our near future so instead of you know getting into our corporate clothes uh, I say you know all hail to stretchable pants
1: so yeah that's all actually we have time on this episode uh, like we said at the top hit subscribe on the podcast player that you're listening to this episode and uh, yeah leave a review otherwise you know you know the usual ways to reach out to us
2: you can write to us at popsinapod uh, at gmail.com if you have uh, some interesting ideas or if you are an entrepreneur yourself and you started Uh, a business uh, while balancing your parenting duties we'd love to hear about you and your brand and your journey Uh, you can also follow us on instagram and facebook just search for pops and a pod and we'll be right there Uh, hit like you can share our content leave a comment give us some feedback we're all for um, you know feedbacks and improving our product
1: Alright, so until next time, here's Peter Pop.
2: And this is Nader Pop. See you guys next week.